The date is Friday, October 16th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. On this episode, we'll discuss the series Black Mirror and take a closer look at the dark reflections on our own lives and broader society as a whole with three of my favorite episodes. So sit back and buckle up, because these episodes are all about the unconventionally scary tales that are sure to shake you to the core. Enjoy! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of Entertain This. <laughs> Entertain This. I'm Alex. And I'm Nick. And I'm Chloe. Chloe, you're still here. I am. I'm so wow. sorry about that. All of October, you get to be here. It's awesome. Yay. I love it. Aww. It's She's Halloween. actually stuck around for this long. How about that? Yeah, I thought we'd scare her away. That's on brand. That's on topic. Scary things. Because do you know what month it is? Uh, is it no- November? No. April. No, that's scary because of all the mustaches. Mm. Especially the half-assed mustaches. Yeah, well, they're like, no shave November. It's like, all right, buddy. You see this beard I got? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Your I little soldiers ain't 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 standing up right. No. In more ways than one. Anyway, you know what month it is. <laughs> it's October. It's October. <laughs> Spooktober. Uh, October is known as spooky season mm-hmm. because all the pumpkins and the ghosts and the ghouls and, um, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker throwing kids into stew. Mm-hmm. Classic stuff. It's classic. Is she a witch? Is that the... She's one of the witches from... Uh, Waverly Place. No. Hocus Pocus. Oh, Hocus Pocus. Correct. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen that movie either. <laughs> why? Your pocus. I I wonder how Ooh. many times our listeners go. Why is Nick on an entertainment podcast? <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. I don't know. I don't. I'm never entertained ever. It's because you you know so much about all the stuff, but you don't realize you know it until we bring it up. So many times we're halfway through a topic and you're like, Oh, I know about this. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Put in the light bulb sound effect. Yeah. Bing. You should start adding that in when those moments happen. I don't even know when they happen. It's like, oh, I guess that's when it happens, when I go, oh. It's when we're yeah. talking about something and you're quiet for a while and suddenly you go, oh. Oh, wait a minute. You got to add it in the ding. Oh, and then our clues. listeners will Yeah, please yeah, clues. Yeah. You get it. There's once a month, though, where we don't, uh, we don't question you, and that's your episode of the month where you're always way more informed wow. than anyone ever has been on the topic that you're talking about. What a segue. See, that's the thing is uh, sometimes we talk about some things you don't know about like Hocus Pocus, but the amount of power you bring to your episodes, oh my God, it could fuel, it could fuel all of, uh, all of Monster City from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> the laughs. With the screams. The screams. Just with the knowledge, you'd fill up all of those little Knowledge. Go ahead. That's knowledge. I'm sorry. Whose bit is that? Um, you know that one guy, Ty Lopez, from like way back when? I do. When he did the ads on YouTube, he's like, you know what's a lot more important than these 700 books I have? <laughs> and this Ferrari in my garage? <laughs> is he okay? Knowledge. <laughs> Talk about ghosts. My money is knowledge. It's like, okay, dude, you're still getting a lot of <laughs> ad revenues, though. So I think your money is still money. I don't know what his deal was. The like, most valuable thing I have, it's not these Ferraris. It's not this house. No. It's knowledge. Knowledge. Yeah. That was his whole thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, buddy. He's like, I'm relatable because I'm not talking to you in a cadence that people who advertise things talk in. And I'm in a pool right now. <laughs> I don't know. That's supposed to be a jump cut. Speaking of jump cuts, let's uh, 
Let's dive right in. Nobody can really ride a Segway like I can. No, that was a great segue. <laughs> I'll admit it. So welcome to another Thick Nick hosted episode of Entertain This. I love these episodes so much. Yeah, I walk away knowing so much. And do nothing. No, no I, really, I really enjoy your episodes. <laughs> okay. So you're in for a very special treat this time. Uh, no tricks. But in the spirit of Halloween and Spooktober, we're going to get a little scary from time to time. But not because there are monsters or demons in this story. As it turns out, mostly all these episodes of the show I'm about to talk about is the real beast right under our nose and all around us. This leads to the question of, if it's all around us all the time, how is there any implicit danger within it? Monsters have teeth and bite, demons steal your soul or haunt you or something. But how does something that's, something all, like that. <laughs> how does something that's all around us all the time lead to anything damaging? Oxygen is all around us, and it has the power to rust solid metal if given enough, enough time, and we breathe it every day. If we are really living in the quote-unquote information age, how is it that information can be both a good or bad thing simultaneously? And if we are all truly connected to one another in this time, why is it that our generation feels lonelier than ever? Answers to all these questions and more as we stare into the existential void and call out into it. And sometimes the void shows us a reflection, dark but accurate. I'm talking, of course, about a show called Black Mirror. Now entertain this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he always writes great intros. <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome. Um, a little hint for you, Chloe, just a little word of advice, because you're a new host on the show. Um, <laughs> Nick likes to ask so many questions that he expects no answers to, and if you try to answer them, he gives you this look that makes you feel like your soul's on fire. Okay. The angry squint. Uh, so when he starts <laughs> asking questions, you have to wait until he's silent for a while and then yeah. try to answer it. Yeah, I will signal non-rhetorical sure. for those. Yeah. Uh, most of these are rhetorical questions, so you don't have to... See, I get to answer them later with my rhetoric. That's why they're called yeah. rhetorical. Right. Yeah. It's um, good. Thanks. It's, uh, it's how I do things. But I want we to talk... some Socratical debate. Socratical debate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Socrates. Socrates. Uh, what's up, <laughs> That is most totally awesome. <laughs> Bill and Ted. Biff and Ted? Bill. It's Bill, right? Bill and Ted. <laughs> okay. Or is it Biff? <laughs> Biff? I get back to the future in this. Anyway. Biff and Ted travel through time. The spinoff you didn't know you needed. <laughs> Jeez. Now that's scary. <laughs> so I'm going to be reviewing uh, a couple of the quote unquote best episodes in my book because I don't think there are enough hours in the day to unpack all of them. Mm. And really, if you sit down and watch all these episodes in one sitting, you're insane. <laughs> It's deeply upsetting to it's every binge it. If you yeah. if you binge this show, if you sit and watch every episode, you These are, are proving the entire series so right, just so right. If you In just sit, way, yeah. if you That's just true. sit and watch every episode of this show, you have absolutely played yourself. <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> you played yourself right into the point. <laughs> you lost your mind, and you're now <laughs> probably sitting on a couch. Your eyes are bleeding. You're mm. laughing. You don't know why. You're gripping a teddy bear that's not there. Basic stuff. My basic Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with the overarching principles. What is the big deal here? Charlie Brooker, the show's creator, had decided that he wanted to make a drama series in an anthology style like uh, The Twilight Zone. You guys watch any of that series? Hell yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I'm missing out, I know. It's really good. There's some classics in there. 
Yeah. Like, so, sorry, wrong number. Some of them haven't aged well, obviously, because it is hella old. It was but, black and white. So. Yeah, but some of them really hold up. Have you watched any Hitchcock movies? Not really, no. Oh, you should watch Rear Window, but Hitchcock is like an extended version of Twilight Zone, to be <laughs> honest. Hitchcock movies are uh, Twilight Zone extensions. <laughs> They're not really, but they should be. And Twilight Zone's actually becoming uh, revived here soon as well. Is Jordan that? Peele doing that? Yeah, Jordan Peele. Jordan oh. Peele's the new host, so Twilight Zone. Good for him. So go wacky. catch up. I should, I know. I don't want to have any more mind <laughs> going on. Right. You know? Are you okay? How much did you watch in preparation for this episode? Uh, well, you'd already seen a lot of it, yeah? Yeah, probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple episodes that I for sure didn't sleep. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm excited to get there. Yeah. Take me on that train, buddy. Mm, train. There's no knowing where we're going. <laughs> Can I have a, a brief sidebar real quick? Yes. Because I would like it. to mention two things. Number one, that uh, trick no treat line you definitely used on me in a text message this morning. So, so you're you rehearsing that? Or you just like it? I like it's a good it. Line. It's a good line. No tricks, just treats. Just I treats. really like that. <laughs> um, the second thing is, just a little sidebar, unspooky related, but I want you guys to know us on a personal level. So I'm going to tell you about a conversation Nick and I had. Oh, no. Uh <laughs> It's going to get a little political, I guess. Which one? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, but Nick sent me a, uh, it was a tweet of Joe Biden, and it just said, Joe likes trains. And then it showed a bunch of pictures of Joe Biden riding on trains, like looking out the window of a train. Aww. It's like, any chance I get, I try to ride trains. <laughs> and I said, yes. I know who you're voting for. And he was like, that's my president-elect. You, you bet your ass I'm voting for the guy who likes trains. He likes trains. <laughs> that's all you needed. That's all you need. Does Trump like trains? He's, yeah, I, I mean, haven't seen him on one. He drives the quote-unquote Trump train, I mean. Also, Fox News would say yes. Can we talk <laughs> the about... CNN? Hard no. Uh, further sidebar, can we talk about the fact that he is the first president in a century to not have a dog? Guys, this shit's getting too scary. Can we go back to the stuff <laughs> yeah. that's not this scary? <laughs> have a dog. Go back to Black Mirror. Can we go back to the, 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 the fictional stuff? Yeah, fictional. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, so... Loosely fictional. <laughs> Brooker, the show's writer recognized that Rod Serling had written episodes of The Twilight Zone using contemporary issues, often controversial ones like racism, but placed them in a fictional setting as to get around the television censors at the time. This is the, what, early 60s, early, late 50s? So obviously they're kind of cracking down on that stuff. But he realized that he could do similar commentary with modern issues, specifically focusing on mankind's dependency on technology, something he encountered while producing the TV series How TV Ruined Your Life. Brooker pulled the series title from this approach, and here's a quote from him. If technology is a drug, and it does feel like a drug, then what precisely are the side effects? This area between delight and discomfort is where Black Mirror, my new drama series, is set. The Black Mirror of the title is the one you'll find on every wall, every desk, in the palm of every hand. The cold, shiny screen of a TV, a monitor, or a smartphone. Which is incredible. Pretty scary, right? When I realized, because I didn't... I didn't read that quote before watching the show. People were just like, you should watch Black Mirror. It's scary. <laughs> so I said, okay. <laughs> and I said, all right. So I started watching it. I'm like, why is this called Black Mirror? And then I like started thinking about it, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so I guess you're going to have to bleep that out, but sorry about that. There's a lot of bleeps already. We're, we're, we're here for it, you know? <laughs> but before you go dismissing this as like some Luddite preaching about how technology is evil, consider that technology has become an increasingly active part of everyone's lives. Even your grandma probably has a smartphone at this point in time. And what do you think is going to happen in the future? Are we going to become more technologically advanced or less? And I'll let you do the math on that one. Conceivably, 
Every story told within this anthology could be reality at some point in the near future, or even now. It's not too crazy to think about someday when we all have computer chips planted in our brains, thanks Elon Musk. And some would even argue that we're already there with smartphones being an undeniable part of our thoughts. Initially, our October series of episodes was intended to be about things that are in some way scary or spooky. So to defend myself to my fellow co-hosts here as to why this particular series fits in with our other topics, I'd like to point out that this dovetails nicely into our theme. Our generation grew up in a time when personal computers were just getting started. They were in everyone's house, on everyone's desk in the office, and everyone you knew at bare minimum had at least one screen in their house. If not, they had a television or a radio. Just continue down the tech ladder, and you'll find something electronic. But to the main point, we understand how computers, for the most part, we understand how they work. Now, Gen Z, quote-unquote the Zoomers, were being born in uh, 97 to 2012, roughly. They have such a cooler name. I know. We got. What do you mean, they? I got the right on the cutoff. On ah! the oh, okay. Yeah. Yay, I'm a millennial. I'm right. I'm right under the bar. Thank so, God. I, so I get to be insulted by everyone older than me, <laughs> including some millennials <laughs> who don't realize they're millennials. They're like, ah, oh, those goddamn millennials. It's like, how old are you? They're like, I'm, I'm 36. <laughs> like, oh, you are one of us. You don't know what it's like to grow up. <laughs> I <laughs> walk you, uphill you never... both ways to school. <laughs> Guys, I had a scary thought today. So here's another sidebar. Okay, <laughs> break it up, please. Um. I had the sudden realization that, like, if the government's lying to us, like, all the time, because we know they are. Yeah, they are. Um, but we're not going to have a conspiracy theory episode yet. Tinfoil hat. I'm wearing it. Let's go. Um, so you know how, like, they're like, back in my day, candy was a penny. Mm-hmm. What if it's not that things are just getting more expensive? What if the, the like, value of the American dollar is just dropping? And they're it just is. like, things are more expensive now. It, yeah, it is. It's called inflation. And that, is that what's happening? Yeah. Absolutely. You just so described we're... inflation. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the Federal Reserve likes to keep things at like 2% inflation rate. Yeah. That's what's considered a healthy economy. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> That's just what they like to do. I've never looked at it as the value of the dollar is literally just going down. It is. And that's why everything keeps getting more and more expensive. It's a huge it is, problem but it's okay. in other countries. Oh, yeah. Huge. They, Their dollar's worth almost nothing. Yeah. And they have to keep up with like the good old American dollar because, I mean... Who currently We're has... number one! Yeah. <laughs> who, who currently has the, the highest valued money? Probably the euro, I want to say. It's just ever so slightly above the good old American. The almighty dollar. Yeah. yeah. So. Interesting and terrifying. Continue. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to have inflation. That's the that's the key takeaway here. Is it? Because I can't afford to buy a house. And my grandparents This, this is an entirely different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're not talking about this anymore. No. Okay. <laughs> That's because, you know, cost of living has gone up and wages have roughly stagnated since the 70s, but that's neither here nor there, is it? But the, well, it's here. <laughs> the, price of, the price of living has gone up because of inflation, because the value of the dollar is going down. Yeah, thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> this happened with Bush. What are you talking about? Gas prices went way up. Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Zuckerberg. <laughs> okay. Don't you hate when world leaders fuck pigs? Hey. <laughs> back to Black Mirror. <laughs> I don't think Obama ever did that. He's, you know. Not According to Black know. Mirror, he, he might. probably did. <laughs> Who knows? But, Given the right circumstances, he'd probably do it. Oh, man. Were you about to burp? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. No, she just had a shocking realization. Mm-mm. About pig f- Stop. Okay. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> okay. 
this is the beginning of breakdown between living 100% virtually and living in the real world. Like it or not, we're all on this ride where we can't get off, bringing us to places that we've never been. And that's the moment you try and stop and rebel against it. That's when you're punished by society the most. What? You don't have a, a smartphone? I, I can't believe your parents don't let you online. Is that all for the best? Who's to say? We've entered uncharted waters with this technology, and that's what should scare you the most. We don't really know where the long-term side effects are of social media are. Is it helping or hurting? I don't know. The pause made me think you were waiting for an answer, so I was getting ready. No, we'll have plenty of discussion later. Great. <laughs> Discussioning. I'll wait until then. Okay. If we follow the technology as a drug a little further, imagine you're addicted to something, and by this time, writ large, humanity is 100% dependent on technology in some form or fashion. But every time you try and stop, literally everything everything around you reminds you of, of technology. So, dear listener, look around you. Look around your immediate surroundings. How many black mirrors are looking back at you? To keep this discussion as light and jokey as I can, I found this great tweet which aged like a fine wine. It is, quote, Black Mirror is written by one stoned British dude who mutters like, What if your mom ran on batteries? What if your mum ran on batteries <laughs> in it? Your, your mum ran on battery in it. <laughs> you can't say the T. Has to be batteries. Your mum ran on batteries in it. <laughs> oh, well, you do know they over they play on your phone. You gonna kill your dad? <laughs> That's what you are gonna do. <laughs> Start signaling. Cut! Cut! <laughs> okay. The birds aren't real. They work for the bourgeoisie, don't they? And another had a <laughs> MS Paint stick figure drawing that said, I do bad thing. The other thing says, why? Technology told me to. Or there's another one that says, what if your computer turned you off? Sometimes it does. <laughs> Imagine anyone who turns on our podcast has experienced that at least once. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we got we to gotta chill out. Turn on some entertainment. Turn off. <laughs> okay. It's like a cold shower. <laughs> it's like a cold shower with a great friend. If I had to describe our podcast in one sentence. <laughs> Don't you dare. It's like a cold shower with a great friend. <laughs> the shrinkage. Yeah, we're back to terrifying. Anyways, <laughs> above all else, a cornerstone of Black Mirror's overarching philosophy is to take a look at our societies and our immediate surroundings and see the dark reflections in most unnerving and uncomfortable ways. This show holds up a, a dark mirror and says, hey, look, asshole, that's you. Uh. So let's get to the first episode. This one's called 15 Million Merits. It is uh, season one and episode two, released in 2011. I really like this one. 2011? It's been a while, hasn't Holy it? Holy So I remember where I was the first time I watched this episode. We I, was, I was in the old green room at uh, at the college to which we went to. I was sitting in a big red chair that later we found out had bed bugs. I had my legs kicked up. I was I was having a good old time. I was skipping class. Mm-hmm. And I was scared shitless. Skipping class and kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> but this takes place in time right after the infamous episode, which we've just briefly mentioned, where he, uh, you know, sodomizes a, a pig. Force. He is, his Force. hand is forced on threat of death. Sure. To be fair. No, yeah. The princess is going to die, right? Or something? Yeah. I don't even remember that episode. They, they, they kidnap the princess from the royal family. This is the prime minister. Right. So this is the guy who works... Uh, he's the president the yeah he's basically the president um and they kidnap the princess they're like if you don't fuck a pig <laughs> on then, live tv then we're gonna kill her and then he ends up doing it but 
as he's like getting ready to do it, they release her, so he didn't have to do it. But he was about to. But he was so like engulfed in doing it that he didn't even pay attention to the fact that she was already free. Oof. Anyway, fifteen million there. <laughs> so, so this is the episode after that. So imagine that you you just got done watching this guy almost do a thing that's really yeah, again, bad. This one does it. not end no. with good vibes or good feelings, as I would argue none of the episodes do. Oh, almost none. Just one. There are a couple that maybe do, but most one's of a happy them... ending, and then the rest are like okay, and then most of them are bad. Most yeah. of them leave you like feeling disgusting, like not bit. not bad, not scared. Just like, just a little. Ugh. You're just like, <laughs> uh, yeah. God Gosh. damn it! Like things that you didn't want to think about, and now you have to. Exactly. Ignorance really is bliss. It is. <laughs> this isn't Star Trek. This looks like Star Trek. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be Star Trek. The, ne- the Netflix trailer made this look like Star Trek. Man. <laughs> Not Star Trek. Not even close. So uh, the main character Bing Madsen lives in a room surrounded by screens that wake him up. Wanna... He is played by the guy who goes on to be in Get Out. Is he? Mm-hmm. Fun little sidebar. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so see, this this uh this, spoopy stuff. This whatever this is called. Show this show led to, <laughs> you know, people's career development. So Absolutely cool. for him, yeah. Um so he's surrounded by screens. He lives in this like uh what, nine by nine room where he's just surrounded by them. He sees normal. Uh, imagine TV, but all over the walls. His job is to ride a stationary bike where he has to earn merits, which is a currency, which he needs to pay for his daily actions. Everything from brushing his teeth to water to skipping ads that appear on his screens. Imagine a gym where you have rows, rows and rows of stationary bikes with screens in front of them. And he sits next to this obnoxious man who degrades the overweight cleaners as they pass and calls them lemons because they're in yellow suits and they're obviously a little bloated. But he watches porno as he cycles. Overhearing Abby Khan singing in the toilets, Bing convinces her to enter Hotshot, a talent show whose winners can live a life of luxury. Think like American Idol or America's Got Talent or any one of those shows. The Voice. The, any one of those. Yeah. It could be anyone. They're just copy-paste. Pretty much. He <laughs> offers to buy her a ticket, having inherited millions of merits from his deceased brother. The ticket costs more merits than he thought, $15 million, which is where this episode gets its uh, name there. <laughs> See what did there. And there you have the title. Yep. He buys it. <laughs> And then he goes with Abby to audition, and he gives him an origami penguin. Abby is made to drink a carton of compliance before performing, which I can only guess are some, is some sort of sedative medication in milk form or something like milk. She sings the song, Anyone Who Knows What Love Is Will Understand by Irma Thomas for judges Wraith, Hope, and Charity. The judges are unimpressed, but offers Wraith, but Wraith offers Abby a place on his porno channel called Wraith Babes. Despite Bing's protestations from backstage, Abby, succumbing to pressure from the judges, accepts. Whilst in his room, Bing sees an advert for Wraith Babes featuring Abby. He cannot afford the merits to skip it, and a high-pitched noise sounds when he looks away from the screens. So he must watch. Increasingly agitated, he smashes a screen in frustration and hides a shard of glass under his bed. Bing then becomes single-mindedly obsessed with cycling, becoming as frugal as he possibly can. He buys a hotshot ticket and hides the shard of glass in his pants, or his trousers, as the British would say. <laughs> on stage, he starts performing a dance number and then pulls out the shard and threatens to slice his own neck on the stage. Wraith goads him to do it, but Bing passionately rants about the heartless artificial system they live under and Hope declares the speech the greatest act hotshot history. Offers Bing his own regular show on one of his channels, on one of the streams. Bing is shown recording his show then, 
where he rants about holding or he rants and raves while holding a shard to his neck. Despite criticizing the system on the show, he now lives in much larger quarters and then the episode ends with him looking out of his room what appears to be a vast green forest. So have you guys seen this episode? Oh yeah. You just now have in the theater of your minds, right? Yeah. But <laughs> this one is this is one of my favorite episodes. What's it all about? What do you think? Um this is a terrifying one for you to start with. <laughs> <laughs> because because at the end of the day, this is what we do. Are are you me, Chloe, right now? This podcast is kind of the product of what exactly what they're trying to say, where it's like, yeah, you you use technology, um, which seems like this great idea to further yourself in life, mm-hmm. and then when it doesn't work out, like you you get mad about it, and then when you try to rise above it, it's so easy for it to just like buy you out and mm-hmm. then they go it's like hey you want to you want to scroll on now Instagram? you're part of it but i mean it's a giant it's a giant allegory just on the it, it looks at all content creators on the internet and it's like hey this you <laughs> hey you could do this hey this you you you, could be you, famous. you know how you're working your day-to-day and you just want an easy way out yeah guess what Here we'll it give is. it to you yeah and American some Idol. some people some people uh find fame in in the porn industry which is fine if that's what they want to do. But most people who are in the porn industry don't want to be there. Um, but the money's too good. They got to stay. Mia Khalifa is a good example of that. Because she's going through a lot right now where she's like trying to get all the porn websites to take all of her videos down. Because she says uh, that she wasn't paid what she was promised. And like she... Uh, I mean, it's no secret that porn stars are not valued or paid well or protected and in any way they're completely taken advantage of so yeah Mm -hmm. she's trying to get all of her videos just completely wiped off the internet which is quite a feat (laughs) right i mean that's the problem uh but at the same time if you like if i were to make a podcast where all i did was rant about mia khalifa right (laughs) and And somebody and somebody were like this is a great podcast you have a great point let us sponsor you Mm -hmm. then i'm the problem like i'm buying directly into that ideology of like money makes the world go round so the point that i'm trying to make what i'm trying to say can be bought it's overshadowed by like how many eyeballs can you get you know yeah absolutely it's working and working it's like oh people are watching you let's put our ad in front of you there you go and it's i mean like, that's what clickbait is yeah people put inflammatory titles or pictures or it's they trolling almost yeah for money they <laughs> frame something in an inflammatory way to get you to click on it because if you click on it then the, the people who put ads on their website are like yeah we'll pay you for that mm-hmm. yeah yeah but to me i think this is all commentary on capitalism one of our favorite topics on the show it might not come right out and say it but i totally think this is all about the almighty dollar and the ramifications it has on society. And is that how messed up society is? Where a guy just has to threaten to kill himself on screen just to improve his living conditions? If humans have this enormous potential, how do these people spend it? Riding on bikes and staring at screams. 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 (laughs) Spooky. Is it all just a rat race to earn merits? So that's what I think this episode is really about. It's like, we as humans have this potential to create, you know, look at Apollo 13. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a bad example. Look at Apollo 11. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the one that you shouldn't have. <laughs> we went to the moon like, what, 12 times, something like that? We have all this potential, and these people are choosing to ride on stationary bikes. I think that's a metaphor, too, come to think of it, stationary bikes. I thought they were more like indentured servants. 
Like could they be. don't have a choice. Yeah, could to be. live there. It's like, um, and capitalism you know, maybe, you don't have a choice. <laughs> that's true. One way or another, you're going to make money. They, you know, that was their only option, which is tr- telling for a lot of people. Some people's only option is to work some dead end job that they hate because they have to pay their bills and they can never get out of it. And all of their potential is squandered because they spend eight, ten hours a day doing something they don't care about, and then they're too exhausted to create or exactly. They just sit there and consume as opposed to create. Okay, so a couple points. Uh, I think that you're spot on with it being about capitalism, but I want to raise it by saying I think that this kind of situation uh, can only happen in like today, like today where. Uh, we can broadcast ourselves so easily due to the power of the internet and how connected the world is right now Yeah. where maybe it wasn't maybe in the like 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the take on why like this is technology driven. Um, my second point at this point, I've forgotten. But my third <laughs> point was that it'll come back to you. It actually did. You're right. Hey. So my second point was um, at the end of the episode, we get to finally see what outside looks like, or at least we're led to believe that we get to see what actual outside looks like. Because maybe it's just a screen. Who maybe knows? it's just, we honestly <laughs> don't know. That's the scary part. But he, he seems to go look outside and the entire episode, it's like, cause they do the interview with her mm-hmm. uh, later on where they're like, what's it like now that you're this big star? And she's like, it's so beautiful. I get to see things I've never seen before. And like, it leads you to believe there's this great thing that happens when you finally get famous. And the big thing is he's sitting in his apartment. He puts his glass in its little protector case because it's what made him famous. Uh, And he goes and he looks out the window and what he sees is just endless trees, Mm. which kind of leads me to believe at least that uh, this takes place in an apocalyptic world where like uh, our carbon footprint has gotten so big that it's that the world is no longer like survivable for humans but like plants thrive under that Hmm. so plants have overgrown everything now there's this one place that they've built to protect the human beings from the outside world that's now unlivable and uh the peddling is what provides energy for this complex yeah uh and it's about how long can we keep humans in this box uh, before they go completely crazy. That's why they have things like compliance and they keep you tired. And mm-hmm. Things like that. Um, my third point was, this is this is Wally with a rated R twist. Hmm. This is Wally from the human's perspective. Except they're like exercising all the time. Except sitting in a chair and floating around. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. But very similar vibes. It is. And I mean, who knows? Charlie Brooker didn't come out and say like, well, actually, here's what happened. I think it's open for, uh, yeah, whatever. Osmosis interpretation. Episodes, uh, interpretation. That's the word. Thank yeah. you. Gosh, we're forgetting everything today. <laughs> um, so that's like the first episode I watched. Right, I start right off the bat with fifteen million merits, and thanks to another podcast called Hello Internet. Um, Shout out Hello Internet. Thank you guys. They uh, they brought it up and brought up all these topics like dystopia and science fiction, the usual genres that I'm interested in. So, gave it a watch, and the rest is history. Nice. It's uh, it's it's classified as a satirical black humor episode, which I didn't really find the humor in this, but whatever. British humor is kind of weird to begin. You're with. the one who it is weird. You're the one who, in a past <laughs> podcast, talked to us about black humor, right? In yep. your episode on, uh, was it? It was dark comedy. Dark comedy. Yeah. Dark comedy, black humor, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I get it. It's kind of funny, but it's not like ha 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 funny. It's like oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> as most dark humor is. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, another question this this episode raises is, is our society too obsessed with physical appearance? These people literally exercise all the time and look down on overweight people. It's also a commoditization of dissent with social unrest here in 2020 and being ranting about this society in the show. People in charge obviously let them do this, but why? It's not starting a revolution. It's all about money, eyeballs, and ads. And that's all anything on a screen will ever be. Once you're free from the system, that's when you're truly free. And how easy was it for them to snuff out the near revolution? Like, literally, he starts talking. He's like, I'm going to cause an uprising. And immediately, everyone is, like, clapping, yeah, like, like, going yeah, crazy. Let's go. They're like, this is their little avatars, their little uh, Xbox yeah, Live me. emojis <laughs> um, are, are going crazy in the stands. And then they all just cheer for him to sign up for a show. They're like, we want to see more of this. It's like, or we could break out of this. It's like, no, it's much easier Excuse to just me. keep riding my bike. Yeah, like, what are you going to do? Uprise? Overthrow the bourgeoisie? Nah. Uh-uh, they got the birds on their side. You're <laughs> Keep staring at your screens. Go back to it. So this next episode is called Playtest. You guys seen this <gasps> one too? I had to stop Playtest right about at the half mark and come back later because I was so frightened. This is mm-hmm. one of the ones that's like actually a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. this is the actual scare. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one does not hold back from being scary. And it ends horribly. <laughs> so really tragic. <laughs> it's really bad. Mm-hmm. First it scares you, and then it's like, "Hey, is that your is that your good vibe? You vibing over there? You having a good time? You having a good day?" Great, we're gonna ruin it. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> oh, the the last second of this episode. Just give me your ahead. heart. You... <laughs> Rips it out. Crush, man. F- you. <laughs> it on the floor. F- the expectations. <laughs> yeah, f- that's three. Thank you very Whoops. much. Um, so. This episode uh, was released in 2016 after Black Mirror had come to America and off the BBC because of funding or some British something silly. Because the Brits were like, this isn't funny. <laughs> Where's my comedy? I thought this was going to be funny. It's not funny. <laughs> you made the prime minister fuck a pig. You can't stay. Get you gotta out. Go. <laughs> Wait, what's the third episode of the first season? Third episode, first season? So it goes national anthem, right. fifteen million merits. Right. Then what? Is it the I one? Yeah, yeah. The, the entire, entire history, history of you. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. So this is season three. Season three. Yeah. It's written by our boy once again, Charlie Brooker, and this one's about video games. Video. That's my favorite. How fun, right? No. Nope. What could <laughs> possibly go wrong? So fun. <laughs> 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 this turns out to be what I think is the conventionally scariest episode in the yeah. entire series. Although it's got a really interesting work in to how he ends up in this situation. How? Please explain. Okay. Please explain later. (laughs) Right. Explain after the scripted portion. (laughs) Okay. So here's the plot, right? You got this American guy uh, played by Wyatt Russell. His name is Cooper. Or as I called him, Pooper. No, I'm kidding. You didn't Um, call him that. You didn't. (laughs) You you, you little jokester. (laughs) But he's traveling the world following his father's death from early onset Alzheimer's. Think like a snarky, loud, typical American tourist. He's kind of dumb, too. He's kind of bumbling, going his way through London. And he spends a, he has a one-night stand with a tech journalist, Sonia. Or Sonja? Is it with a Y or J? Sonia sounds right. Sonia? We'll, we'll call her Sonia. Who's played by uh, Hannah John Cummin. The next day, he discovers that his identity has been stolen and the money for his return trip has been misapportioned. Misappropriated. Hey, that's a good word. Yeah. 
Um, he spots a local job opening at a video game company called Seato Gimu, which is known for survival horror games. Cooper, of course, gets the job, and Sonia urges him to take a photograph within the company's games technology for money. Cooper then meets with Katie, who is played by Wunmi Mosaku, at Seatu Gamu's building, where he is directed to a white room to test this new technology, making video game references and generally just being a little, a little cringy along the way. <laughs> Katie instructs Cooper to turn off his phone for security reasons, which, you know, kind of makes sense. It's a lockdown premise. But he then switches it back on while she is away in order to send Sonia a picture of the technology. Katie then implants this miniature computer called a mushroom into the back of his neck. Think like spinal cord right, right there. Doc Ox going on. Yeah, somewhere back there. Um, so the initializ- initialization process is interrupted by a call from Cooper's mother, which Katie cancels. She's like, yeah, get, get out of here. Cooper then proceeds to she play. She says, I thought you turned this off. Look, like, yeah, I must have turned it back on. Oh, it must have turned on by itself. It's <laughs> pretty okay, much a jack mission. me into the matrix. <laughs> so they put the thing in, right? Um, Cooper then proceeds to play the game of whack a mole, right? It's augmented reality. It's like overlaid on the table. Yeah, it's crazy cool. Yeah, I wish that I had scene it. where it's like CGI pixelated. Yeah, and then it like upgrades a little bit, and then it's like right there. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's interlaced. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like levity in his reactions yeah. to what's going on around him. It's awesome. I like that about him. Yeah, he's like, oh, whoa, man, that's super cool. Right, even if he is a little bumbling, he's still just amazed by all of this. Yeah. He's genuine in his reactions. He's genuine. I like that. Good genuine. actor. Genuine. Yeah. Um, but eventually he meets with the company's owner, Shu, who's played by Ken Yamamura, who talks to Cooper into a second test in which the mushroom implant will probe his brain to develop a personalized horror experience. Katie leaves Cooper at this mansion called uh, Harlock House with only an earpiece to communicate with her. He explores the mansion and endures some minor jump scare events. He kills a spider, which is very cool in my book. He then (laughs) encounters his high school boy in the form of some spooky guy that breaks into the house. Mm. And it's, it's kind of cool. It's a jump scare. He's, he's like, he's there, but he can't interact with him anyway. The concept alone of a horror thing that's based on your memories is just so messed up. It's scary (laughs) because you don't want to know what's in there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to know what scares me really. (laughs) Gosh, just imagine that. But the software starts learning from his brain's memories, right? And then it combines the two with a spider-slash-high-school-boy mashup. And that's pretty downright disturbing. Mm. That's just like one of those jump scare events to, like, to you, the viewer. It's like the spi- It's a spider the size of like a golden retriever that has his high it's school bully's of, face yeah. as its face. It's yeah. made of the high school bully's body parts, all of it. Horrifying. Disgusting! Disgusting! Oh, that's disgusting. And he's not like physically threatened by it because it's just a video game. It's like, whoa! But it okay. does still probably make him pee a little. About about halfway through the episode, he stops being legitimately scared and is just like accepting of the horror that's happening. Yeah, he's just like, oh, whatever. He's just like, oh, okay, that was a good one. That was <laughs> <Right>. good. Because <laughs> he's still communicating with her in the, mm-hmm. in the earpiece, yeah. right? Um, so he's talking to her or whatever. Uh, Sonia, the chick from the one night stand, to remind you again, then unexpectedly appears in the mansion. She appears as real, like, she can he can touch her and you know communicate right whereas his hand was fading through everything else exactly grabs her and she's real yeah she's like okay that's cool (laughs) so she's like we go get you out of here yeah and then she becomes violent for some reason and starts to try and stab cooper with a knife 
He fights back and kills her eventually, whereupon her body, the knife, and his wound all disappear. So, you know, you complete a boss battle, whatever. Yeah, um, he gets straight up stabbed. He uh-huh. feels the pain, and then once the simulation is over, there's, like, no stab wound. She's gone. The knife is gone. Yeah. It's like, what the hell just happened? It's a video game. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> that pain was fun. just in your brain. <laughs> I know <laughs> like, it hurt. all pain is. <laughs> Pain's just in your brain. You know, you just get over it. Just get over it. You deal with it. Don't go to the doctor. That's too expensive. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> anyway. <But> then <laughs> he demands that Katie abort the test because it's getting too scary at this point. She begins interrogating Cooper with basic questions and realizes that he is losing his memories. Cooper then smashes a mirror and attempts to remove the mushroom with a shard of glass. Katie and Shu appear and restrain him, saying that technology cannot be shut off. And this is like a... They just keep saying, we're so sorry. Like, Yeah, like, <laughs> guess what? Your memories are gone. <laughs> sorry, we didn't expect this to at happen. At the end, he's like, at the end, he's like, oh, no, wait, that's way further down. No, no spoilers. Like, please, please. Oh, he's God. sitting there crying, like, yeah. begging, pull this shit out of me. Yeah. And they're like, uh, we got to shut it down first or something. Like, really, you eject your hardware? Bull- Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> but, uh. Katie and Shu are like restraining him, uh, saying that technology cannot be shut off. They got to eject it or something like that. It's going to reduce him to a childlike state and pretty much at this point has taken over his brain. Of course, this is this is all just a dream. He wakes up. He's back in Shu's office where they started the second experiment. And Katie and Shu, only one second have passed since the test have, has began. Shu then apologizes for the pain that he had caused Cooper and they remove the mus- mushroom safely. It's like a moment where, like, ah, it's all just a dream, right? Cooper then leaves and, using his reclaimed funding, returns home to his mother. But she doesn't recognize him and repeatedly dials his number on her phone, saying that she repeatedly has to call Cooper. Mm. It is then revealed that Cooper has been in a white room where the first test was initiated all along. The, all, all the events that subsequently happened to him from receiving the mushroom were all simulated. And they he's were all, screaming. Yeah, they were all within his brain. He's like, Mom! 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 It's um, it's very haunting that his number one fear is losing his mother exactly the way he lost his father. No, exactly. and continuing on that on that trail, him himself follow, falling victim to Alzheimer's because his greatest fear within the house was him losing all of his memories. Mm-hmm. And then he did. And he did. So, like, yeah, that's pretty scary. <laughs> that's scary for anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's just him. But... Uh, Basically, what happened was his phone rang. Remember how I said his phone rang during the upload? Mm-hmm. And the signal interfered with the game, which caused him to die. Every synapse of his brain lit up at once, causing like a seizure. Uh, Katie records that in his final moments in this report. He said that Cooper called mom. And that's pretty much where everyone cried like little babies uncontrollably for the next five <laughs> hours. And said, you know what? That's enough Black Mirror for this month. <laughs> I'm just going to turn it off now. <laughs> Just call your mom, okay? Yep, everybody, <laughs> it's hard. pause the podcast, call your mom. See what she's up to, you know? Tell her to listen to the podcast. <laughs> we can double our number of <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Tell her to put on some Black Mirror. Um, don't actually do that. So what do, what do you think this episode's about? <laughs> um, so On a deeper level, not just about some guy losing his mind. No, clearly this is a statement on the video game community. Oh, clearly. Mm. Um. And the kind of ideology of you're you're playing all these video games, you're doing all this, you're letting it kind of suck you in. Yeah, it's melting your brain. And and you you kind of lose connection to the real world when doing it. 
That's one way to look at it. Another <laughs> way to look at it is just how terrifying like VR technology is and how quickly it's advancing. Yeah. Um, and I think the third way that kind of rolls off the, the second way to view it that I was just speaking on, the third way to view it is uh, simulation theory. Oh, which is this? Oh, idea, no. <laughs> oh yeah, which is this? Which is this idea of like, if human beings are able to make an accurate simulation on a computer that can mirror real life, then it's nearly impossible. Uh, there's like a a a zero point zero 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 one percent chance that we are not ourselves a simulation, which means we're not real. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite parts of Ready Player One is I the... to watch that, by the way. Or read it. It's a much better book than it is a movie. Book? Come on, it's really good. I can't read. Okay. Well He is illiterate. One of my favorite <laughs> That's parts a fun fact about him. <laughs> about the book is that this guy spends his entire existence in VR because his real life is garbage. He lives in a trailer park and oh, wow. so he just spends all his time jacked in and there's a point in the book where he's like I don't have a real life. My life is only online. I only exist online. And once Oof. I like come out of it, he's he's like a skeleton. He's a husk essentially. And um, you know, it's telling. Mm-hmm. That rides the Matrix wave too. Oh yeah, very it's much. The Matrix. So. It's like, yep. Now I power the spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> Being chased by scary tentacle monsters. That's what Keanu Reeves says in the in the show. Oh. He goes, well... I have seen The Matrix. That was a very good movie. I, I power this spaceship now. I don't think he says that. That's what he says. This is my life now. He goes, he goes, <laughs> this is my uh, life now. He goes click, I'm jacked in. I now power this spaceship. Do you want to take whole... the red pill or the blue pill? And he's like, what if I take both? That's the purple pill. And that's Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> then you will not sleep for three days, sir. And we'll have to ask you again after that. That's Nexium. New heartburn, whatever. I don't know what Nexium does, but... Uh, to Got me, the I thrill? Think... Take the pill. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> to me, it's like the old cliche, you die in the game, you die in real life, right? Um, and I'm not messing around with any brain implants, but in real life, how is technology any different from scrolling through memes for a little, little dopamine hit in the middle of your workday? <laughs> Technology's already in your head, and some days even more so. Are you having fun, or are you just showing people having fun on social media? Because... Uh, the, the episode begins with him taking pictures of like his travels. He's like, Oh, here's London. You know, he's doing like the face thing where he takes a selfie or a selfie with the Eiffel tower in the background. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've he's out there. there. He's traveling the world. He's having a good time. <laughs> is he? I don't think so. <laughs> traveling is like a distraction from dealing with grief for him. And I think this episode could be about dissociation or even psychotropic drugs <gasps> with mushrooms. Ooh. Yeah. But that's, that's a, that's an off ball, you know, whatever. Um, that's my interesting. Question, yeah. My question is like, why didn't they shield the electronics? <laughs> they could have just shielded the electronics. They could have just been like, we're going to take your phone before we go into this secured room where if yeah. your phone lights up, it will kill you. Yeah. So here's why. They didn't know. What do you mean they didn't know? There's a throwaway line. As soon as he like is like spazzing out and like foaming at the mouth on the table. <laughs> okay. He, they go... Um, this is what happened. And like the developer comes in, the guy in charge. Yeah. He's like, he's like, what's going on? What's going on? She's like, this is what happened. I could have sworn that I turned his phone off. And there's this throwaway line from the guy in charge where he's just like, write that down and put him with the rest. Yeah. Oh, because they didn't know that that was going to happen. Yeah. From that point on, they knew that the technology could interfere. So why 
like they don't care about these test subjects. No, not at all. That's the thing because the way that he throws it away, like write oh, that, well. and that's why she writes. <laughs> that's why she writes call mamas because he's like write that Oof. down and then put him with the rest. And that literally means like clean up. We're gonna do this again with somebody else. It's a boy test, exactly, mm-hmm. which is the episode's title. Uh, yeah, it's no wonder he gets hired so easily. Yeah, he's just a body. People, yeah. Oof. Yeah. The company literally just got got away with murder, pretty much. Yeah. You know they got away with it too. Like, well, I didn't know it was gonna happen. It's one of those things. If they were telling the story from either of the other characters' point of view, you wouldn't have given a shit about the guy who you were oh, watching no. the whole time no, because just, yeah. literally he is so he is so there and gone in the timeline so quick because he doesn't make it through the test. Mm-mm, it'd be one second. No, well, I mean, literally he walks in and dies. That's what happens. <laughs> Oof. Jeez. It almost seems like being trapped in a nightmare that you can't wake up from. You ever had one of those dreams where you're like, I can't wake up. I'm trapped in here. I've gotten I've gotten trapped in a dream where when I force myself to wake up, my sleeping mind dreamt that I was laying in my bed and it kept going and going and going. And every time (laughs) that I forced myself awake, I would wake up in my bed and still be dreaming. That's scary. I don't want to do that. It got to the point where when I actually woke up, I didn't know if I was awake. Guess who's not sleeping tonight? <laughs> All of us. <laughs> <laughs> All of us. That's the real treat here. Don't um, do shrooms before bed, kids. I'm going to Snapchat you guys at 3 a.m. and be like, this is your damn fault. Mom, Dad, I don't do shrooms. That was a joke. It was a throwaway joke. <laughs> you up? <laughs> I don't do mushrooms. Not I yet. Do, I do mushrooms in my food. I like mushrooms with spaghetti. Yeah. We can all agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> but the real reason why I like this episode so much is a really, really subtle reference to a previous episode's topic that you might or may not have picked up on. When Cooper is told to enter the room, uh, which which has the access point in it by Katie, she tells him, would you kindly open that door? Ooh. The would you kindly is a as phrase. As soon as you heard it, you were like, oh, <laughs> oh what's this? <laughs> That's a phrase from Bioshock, of course, which is used by the antagonist Andrew Ryan to facilitate mind control of the player character. Because that's kind of like the, the trigger phrase. And God damn it, call your mom, okay? It takes literally two <laughs> seconds, and it will make her weak. And if you don't feel like calling, just pay her a visit once in a while. It's good for the soul and good for your mom. You just send her a text. Just be like, hi, mom, thinking about you. Hey, you up? And if she goes... <laughs> Shame on you. Okay, I have sent you up texts to my mom, so... <laughs> but no, if you text your mom and you're like, hey, thinking about you, and she texts, what's wrong? You have a bad relationship <laughs> with your mom. You need to go move in with her for a couple of months and fix that shit. <laughs> go to couples therapy with your moms. That's the takeaway. Do we have another episode we're talking about? <laughs> we have one more episode. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so this next one's called White Christmas. <laughs> oh my God, this is one of my favorites. Ooh. It's so good. It's Christmas special. <laughs> Guys, can we talk about how... Uh, no. Okay. Go ahead. You want to talk about Christmas? No, I want to talk about <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life. Um, is, that because a, is that a show? You said you said White Christmas, and I thought Old Christmas Movie, and then I thought It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. You're um, joking, right? I've, I haven't seen that. It's I'm a Wonderful sorry. Life is a very oh, old on. movie. It's classic. <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, uh, trigger warning, if you have trouble with suicidal thoughts, you probably shouldn't watch it. But um, it's about a guy who basically he he wants to go explore the world. Um and he like is always like i'm gonna leave tomorrow i'm gonna leave tomorrow but things his life keep coming up and he wakes up one day and he's like 45 he has a family and two kids and he never traveled the world and like his his bank goes bankrupt because of the great depression and uh he basically is like i'm gonna kill myself and then it's it was the first iteration of that classic trope of 
uh, I wish I was never born. And then a magical being takes you to a world where you were never born. You get to see how everyone interacts without you. Mm. And uh, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, it's it it's it's pretty rough, but it very much feels like an episode of <laughs> uh, the Twilight Zone or Black Mirror. Oof. So if you want another extended episode, there you go. But it's a Christmas classic. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, he's like, I love your kids. I love she you says, all. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. What? <laughs> <laughs> so death occurs. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Oof. Every time a bell rings, it's like the Hunger Games canon. And every time an asshole honks the horn, a devil takes your soul. Toffee's gotten very confused. That's Toffee's no good sound. Yeah. You do bad thing at bed. Um, <laughs> but this is Christmas is my favorite time of the year. I know a lot of people say it's Halloween, but Christmas is mine. It's a very special time. You know, St. Nick comes down your chimney or whatever. Um, that's me, of course. <laughs> St. Thick Nick. St. Thick Santa dummy thick, though. I'll say that much. <laughs> God damn it. He is. He's dummy thick. It's all them cookies, baby. <laughs> cookies and milk. <laughs> So, <laughs> Can we get twerking Santa trending this holiday season? <sighs> I can't. I tried every year. <laughs> twerking Santa. This is supposed to be a spooky episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back on track here. <laughs> so I like this episode because of the massive twist um, towards the end, I guess. It's the last episode produced by BBC Channel 4 before it's moved to Netflix, which we all know and love today. I paid $12 to Netflix, by the way, just to watch Black Mirror again. So I hope you're happy. I so am. you have Netflix again? Just for a month. Mm. I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe Potter, with no relation to Harry, by the way, awakens in a cabin on a snowy Christmas day, and he's greeted by Matt Trent, who's played by John Hamm from Mad Men, a personal favorite uh, series by me. Um, the two have lived there for five years, but have rarely spoken. To get Joe to open up, Matt explains why he ended up in the cabin. He used to run an online group who watched each other seduce women. It's like uh, what they do for entertainment, I guess, through these things called Z-Eyes, which are made by a German company because the name, it goes in in (laughs) Z-Eyes. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Did you write that in? I did. Um, (laughs) Which record vision and hearing, right? Damn you, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Like a live stream of what they're seeing and hearing. Germans hate us. It's like strapping a GoPro to your brain. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Guys, can I be honest real quick in the middle of this? How about now? Okay, yeah. I haven't seen this episode. It's one of the best ones. Spoiler warning. (laughs) Thank you. Um, You'll want to watch it after we talk about it. Yeah, because I'm just doing like a high level kind of plot overview. Yeah. But once you actually watch it, you're like, there's so much that Nick didn't talk about. So they're um, they're watching men get with these women, but then something terrible happens. Right, that's the... It's first twist. Um, first twist of many. <laughs> so one member, uh, Harry, crashed an office Christmas party and talked to Jennifer, who, uh, you know, there's kind of some chemistry there. He's trying to get with her or whatever. Um, it turns out she's mentally ill and heard voices and mistook the Z-Eyes communication for him hearing these same voices too. So after they returned to her place, she poisoned them both in a murder-suicide. That's a little fricked up, and once again, not everyone with mental illness should be feared. They're not going to kill you, so shame on Black Mirror. That's not cool. Uh, Matt also talks about his real job. This was a side hobby, watching through the Z eyes. Um, he's training cookies of people. 
cookies are these digital clones stored in egg-shaped object who acts as like personal assistants. Think of like Alexa or Google or Siri or one of them. But it's you. But it's you. <laughs> Which why would you do that? Why would you want an extra me rock- walking around? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, so basically he explains that it's like a personal assistant like a google home but mm-hmm. they take a copy of your subconscious and put it in there so you're right. just like talking to you a clone of yourself and he trades them with he other tra- people he trains, he trains them trains. to perform simple tasks because when these subconscious copies wake up they're like what the hell where am i why should i do anything so he basically like he traps them in there. Time. Yeah. Tortures so like them years, until like, they are Give me something to do, <laughs> complicit to carry out the basic tasks that their human who is actually living in the real world wants them to do. So you see like this zombie husk essentially like turning on the toaster in the morning and Yeah, she just has this console in front of her, she's flipping lights on and Yeah. But it's the them? Yeah. I don't know why. I guess they figure like the human brain's so powerful, let's put it in an AI. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Plot hole there, whatever. Um, but that's his job, right? Fast forwards at six months, and then she's like, just give me something to do, please. She's boredom, isolated, like completely white room. So, yeah, after that, I'd be wanting something to do. Yeah, for sure. it's like deprivation <laughs> yeah, at its almost. most base level. It's torture. I'll say it. Yeah. Um, Joe eventually reluctantly talks to uh, Matt. He was uh, blocked, in air quotes, by his fiance, Beth after the two fought over a decision to have an abortion. It's a pretty serious, you know, decision to make. Blocking causes them to not see each other or hear their offspring as these gray silhouettes, and this prevents Joe from contacting Beth. Months later, Joe tries to confront her still-pregnant silhouette, leading to legal enforcement of the block. Each Christmas Eve, Joe traveled to Beth's Beth's father's house to spy on the little girl. The block was removed when Beth died in a train accident, which is another, you know, kind of sad moment, um, which allowed Joe to discover that Beth had an affair and he was not the child's father. In a distressed confrontation with Beth's father, Joe struck him with a snow globe, killing him, and then left. The girl found her grandfather and set off into the snowy wilderness to get help, to get help only to freeze to death. So that's another really sad part. Mm-hmm. I remember sad. that for yeah. some reason. She just walks off and dies i i haven't seen this episode or at least i hadn't thought so but i maybe it walked in on somebody watching this episode specifically yeah. and the blocking thing is deeply upsetting because yeah. the, the blocking thing is the thing i remember mm-hmm. it's a silhouette and it goes like you can't hear anything right so it's scary once again isolation yeah um but while telling a story the cabin gradually transforms into best father's house joe and matt are in a cookie the five years they've been living together is a result of the altered perception of time that these cookies have the, the reality to do. Joe's cookie has been given a testimony, which has been used to convict actual Joe. In exchange for extracting the confession, Matt avoids imprisonment for his role in Harry's death. But he's now convicted as a sex offender and is permanently blocked by everyone. 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 So, <laughs> imagine that. Meanwhile, an officer sets Joe's cookies... Joe's Cookies. <laughs> that sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> Joe's Cookie to experience time at 1,000 years per minute to the song of I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day, which played as he killed Beth's father on repeat. And that's what I remember about this episode. <laughs> More torture. More torture, yeah. yeah. It's a good song. How dare you? I wish it could be Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A uh, thousand years a minute forever? <laughs> I don't know about that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any song is worth that. So... 
what do you think once again what is this episode about <laughs> well i mean you've already mentioned that it's it's definitely about isolation the fact that humans can't be alone we're social yeah we are just like many other animals we are social and we need human contact to survive if a a child is raised in isolation they 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 don't work right they can't yeah yeah this about the technological advances of torture and imprisonment oh okay wow muff (laughs) (laughs) this is about how we use technology now to do things like lock down cells remotely Wow. And how the advancement <laughs> of technology has also advanced our methods of torture. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that it certainly could continue to advance our methods of torture if we were to. Because that's what the like show that. is about. The show is about. Technology going a little too far. This, is, this show is about <laughs> how dangerous technology is in our society. It could be. Mm-hmm. Is it dangerous? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Some of the social implications are very dangerous. Have you guys ever tried deleting Twitter? It's impossible. No, it's not. Go no, ahead. it is. Do it. I can't. Do it, bitch. I would re-download <laughs> it. I don't know what I'd do on my 15 if not s- scroll mindlessly through Twitter. Exactly. Read a book. I can't read. <laughs> I told you, I'm illiterate. Well, he is illiterate. Okay, Just... then how are you on Twitter, motherfucker? He uses Braille. Oh. <laughs> Braille is sitting there like... <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I can actually read. That's, that's a bit, of course. Um, of course. He can read emotions. He can read a room. Not a book. <laughs> <laughs> he can read a room, but not a book. <laughs> that's what's gotten him this far. Why do I think this stands out? This episode out of, like, what? What do we have to do? 20? 18? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, what episodes? I think it stands out because it's the invasion of privacy. The Fourth Amendment protections that we all have as American citizens, which is the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. No warrants shall issue, but probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. That's the full Fourth Amendment. Yeah, that's just paperwork now, though, isn't it? Pretty much. It's like, hey, I have a warrant. Okay. You know how easy it is <laughs> okay. to get a warrant? It literally is the same as like ordering a pizza it nowadays. Is. Yeah, I mean, it's an ongoing hot You know why? Because the police. Because technology. Oh, okay. You know how much harder it was to get a search warrant when they first came up with that rule 200 years ago? Pretty hard. Pretty hard. Yeah, now it's just like, give me your smartphone. No. Literally, you can do it <laughs> online. Online, okay. you can fill out the paperwork and you can call up the office where you just emailed the paperwork. You can have the warrant printed out and pick it up in like five minutes. Yep. Be like, yeah. all right, we're going to this guy's house. Yeah, and the cops can, like, hack your phone. Why? What's our probable cause? Because we think you might be doing <laughs> stuff. But just imagine if you take it one step further where you have these cookies in your brain that are recording everything all the time. It's like, where have you been? I was at my mom's house making cookies. <laughs> were you, though? Because <laughs> I just caught you with a thousand pounds of black tar heroin. <laughs> that, <laughs> so, uh, people can... The Fifth Amendment. What's that? Uh, is basically oh yeah the, not self perjure basically right. yeah um um that that's completely ignored in this case because you cannot plead the fifth nope if your cookie exists yeah they're gonna just be like all right we looked through your memories so it doesn't matter what you say hey we made your cookie live five thousand years so it was crying and while it was crying it admitted to all the crimes so we didn't even have to torture you yikes and it's like oh cool because I pled the fifth they're like well you didn't say shit. <laughs> That's a problem. Know that if we were to torture you for 5,000 years, you'd say some <laughs> That's all you got to know. Yeah. And is it torture if it's just an AI? 
I don't know. We haven't gotten if to that point yet. That's a bit of a gray ex- area. Yeah. If it's an exact copy of you, of you, then of your yes, consciousness, it well, is. Is it still human at that it's, point? Yeah. Is it human if it's just a copy? Because of... human rights apply to humans. If it can, if it can feel emotion, I think that's the threshold you cross where it becomes torture. Uh, yeah. Give it a like Turing it. test. Yeah. If it can, <laughs> if it can feel emotion, that's the problem. Yeah. We should never create technology that can feel emotion. Oh no, that's a bad idea. We can. We right now have technology that can pretend to feel emotion. It's like, oh, that hurt. I would say that that's too far. Like how we have that robot that's like, the next thing. Oh, sorry. The next thing that I want to do is be able to have a baby. Are you talking about Sophia? Yeah. She's like, I want to have a baby. <laughs> Let me have a baby. <laughs> that's when you unplug her. And it's like, that's enough. You can stop. <laughs> I think she can plug herself back in. Somebody <laughs> tweeted, why does this bitch want a baby? She should want to weave because she got no hair. That's true. Mm. Um, She's pretty freaky. <laughs> the blocking thing is you know it's a lot like getting a restraining order against somebody but instead Except. of them not being allowed to be within 200 feet of you it's just that they can't talk to you and you can't see them ever again yeah geez being blocked in in real life like i can block any of you guys on twitter right blocked in real life not <laughs> clickbait not clickbait <laughs> Just imagine like the isolation. You can't talk to anyone. You can still see their outlines. You'd be like, oh, maybe he's oh, doing something. Chad's here. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you can smell him coming. Oh, Chad. <laughs> That's Chad's like shape. He always looked like a pumpkin. <laughs> Kept calling him a pumpkin. He, he blocked me. <laughs> Jeez. Now all I can hear is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Animal Crossing sounds. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um. But more to the point of AI rights, I don't think a smartphone should have rights. Alexa, I think it's what you said before. It's the perception of pain and emotion that sets people apart from machines. Yeah. But are our computers living a secret life of suffering without a way to tell us? No. Mm, who knows? I'm just going to say no. Okay, that's fair. Not yet. Can we look through their like logs and database? We can look through their cookies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we can look through their history logs and cookies, and we could see literally the flesh and bones that make it up. Yeah. So far, wait until later <laughs> when this uh, technology becomes larger and more complex. So, think twice before swearing at Alexa or Google or Siri, because they could be having a rough day. Yeah. Maybe thank them too, because you never know when they rise up. Um, an honorable mention that didn't make it into the cut is, of course, the San Junipero episode. Mm. Um which deals with the kind of digital immor- immortality. There's the LGBTQ issues that are raised, the rejection from your family, and what we do to old folks, too. They're just left to rot in a home until, you know, whenever. Um, but in the end, all we have are memories, and I think that's what's beautiful. So in conclusion, we finally made it to the end. <laughs> I hope I didn't screw up you guys too much with the with the mind-bending and all, but uh, we've covered a lot of ground here, so if it's left you feeling a little mentally exhausted, then I've done my job, and I think the show has for that matter. Hopefully you've come out of the other end with a few more thoughts in your head than when you started. But this isn't a show where you can just binge it all in one sitting. If you can, you're on a completely different different level of mental fortitude that I can't even comprehend. Or you might be a sociopath. <laughs> you might be insane. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but take it easy or you will have a full-blown existential crisis. It takes a little something out of you with every viewing session. And it kind of leaves you looking like Swiss cheese at the end. <laughs> so I recommend watching... At most, one episode per 24 hours, and then taking a long walk in between each. Maybe this time, leave your phone at home. 
unless you're calling your mom. And just enjoy your thoughts <laughs> in, as they process the absolute fuckery of the episode. Maybe appreciate nature for a while. Get your eyes off those screens, because after all, what's reflected in those little black mirrors isn't always the truth. And thanks for listening. I think that you should definitely entertain the show. Well done. Very well nice. done indeed. Very nice. What did I tell you? He's, he's a powerhouse for his episodes. Oh, yeah. I'm a power bottom. Oh, my God. Wow, that's recorded. <laughs> you, you just said that on recording. Oh, my God. Can we get a clip of that? That's on record. <laughs> can we play that on the Twitch stream? That could be power some. <laughs> that could be somebody's ringtone now. <laughs> I'm a power bottom. Um, <laughs> excellent way to close out that little segment, Nick. <laughs> Thank you. But I want to bring it back because I have a question. All right, go for it. Well, I have a, I have a general question. Um, you probably already talked about – well, you, you mentioned three episodes, but I want to know what your guys' – uh, favorite, and by saying that, what your least favorite episode of Black Mirror was? Because there's one that I, I I have in mind that I just want to mention, but I want to hear your guys's first. Well, my favorite is San Junipero, but that's because I'm gay. That's fair. <laughs> it's just it's really sweet. Um, I like the time period. I like the costumes, and I like the idea of a virtual afterlife because you know the concept of the afterlife itself is pretty horrifying it's so mysterious. the idea that you get like something guaranteed is kind of nice yeah put me in a box but my least favorite is the waldo <laughs> moment Oof. it's so dumb it's bad i'll agree with you on that one it's just bad and dumb and i don't care about it <laughs> yeah it's like oh i'm waldo <laughs> oh politics is meaningless like yeah we know we okay Unfortunately. I, I really like the waldo moment get out well, you know, you know the reason why I like it is because it was made before the Trump administration, and it completely predicted it. 100%. It's like this is a joke, and you're gonna vote for him because it's a joke, and you're gonna ruin everything. He's gonna make me look great again. All of you guys who voted Kanye West, don't you fucking bleep this out? <laughs> you, <laughs> you for voting for Kanye West. I don't care who you are. Kanye, look, great actor. Whatever. I'll let you finish, but <laughs> Kanye West. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> great actor, great singer, maybe shouldn't be president. You can't tell me he didn't get paid by Trump to do that shit. They're in cahoots. Fuck you if you <laughs> voted for fucking Kanye West. All right. That's all the F-bombs you get, babe. Easy there, Tiger. You can you can bleep out all those. It might make it funnier. What uh, about you? Okay, favorite episode is probably 15 Million Merits. Or an honorable mention here is Nosedive. Mm. Like, <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard is so talented. Yeah, she's Which like, one's Nosedive? That's the one with the social media and the rating. With the swipe. That's the one I want to talk about. Yeah. Nice. That, that's my favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite. The reason why is because that's the episode that I watched, and then I said, I can't watch any more of this. And that's where I stopped <laughs> watching Black Mirror. Oof. Wait, there are so many good episodes after that. I know. I stopped at uh, Striking Vipers because... I get that. It was, was it was, I will get back to watching it, especially after us talking about it here, but that was when I was like, I don't need this in my life right now. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> and that's because they're, the entire episode is just so obsessed with approval and other people looking at you and knowing that you're good and yep. the society is built on like the idea of how many followers you have and like yeah, how popular rating, you are or whatever. And you, you make all these choices in your life to further yourself or like you know what's going to be a giant rating boost. Yeah. And then all of that builds up and you're watching her this whole time. You're like, oh man, this is fucking crazy what she's going through. And then at the very end, the very last second, she fucks it all up. Yeah, she's and like, it, you know what? I don't need this in my life. <laughs> you watch her literally fall to shit and she gets left in the mud and then the episode ends. Yeah. You're like, but it's beautiful because it ends with the with the two people in the prison cells 
and they're just yelling at each other fuck you yeah <laughs> it's beautiful yeah and it's that realization of like you shouldn't care what people think about you because you're free from the system who cares man but are you because you're still locked in the prison you're part of the system <laughs> you're now rejected by the system you're rejected by the system and put you're a part of, of the it. system that is bad system yeah uh, system we live in a system. You couldn't have stopped <laughs> watching it nosedive because that's the first episode of season, season three, excuse me, and yeah. then goes playtest, which you've seen. Yeah. I think I've only seen playtest because like a friend or something was like, oh, hey, yeah. we need to watch this. It's a good episode. Like um, I said, I've seen like clips and pieces because I walk in on people watching it all the time. Yeah. Sure. But it's... the last one that I watched by myself was that one. <laughs> yeah. See, watching this by yourself is... Uh... It's a tricky thing, yeah. but would you allow me to um, entertain this? <laughs> curate the experience for you a little bit and just show you the ones that I think are good. Yeah, sure. Great. You go for it. I kind of wish that because one of the ones that I like walked in on was you and your roommates were doing the interactive episode, <laughs> and I wish that I could have done that by myself. The See, first that one time. was hard to talk about. Yeah, but... you were frustrated by our choices. Well, that's because they were wrong. That's because I hadn't <laughs> seen it before, and you guys were just like trying to get all the endings. Sorry, mate, wrong path. And I was like, ah! but it's, it's crazy. But I didn't want to be like I wasn't the one in charge. Let's stop. I know because and that's I, I didn't feel necess- necessarily uh, comfortable with going. Hey, can we stop? So I didn't kill your dad with the ashtray. Do it, do it, guys! Don't kill your dads, please. Hey, call your dad. Call your mom and dad. Call both. And Kanye West. <laughs> Why don't you come back from this little promotion? Or call your legal guardians. Just there's, call people. people too. They love you too. Call your brothers and sisters. Go watch uh, The Haunting at Hill House. Call your chosen family. Uh, call call your special one. <laughs> don't don't go watch. Everyone family. has a special one. Even House. Michael. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm trying to throw it to the promotional break. Is that cool? Yeah, we're just gonna here. Here it comes. <laughs> welcome ladies and gentlemen to the first ever promotional segment of entertain this this week i feel like we brought you guys something very special to promote these artists reached out to us and asked us to play you guys their brand new single this is actually one of their first singles and this artist holds a very special place in not only my heart but the heart of this podcast um because he was once known as Little Ice, who was actually a guest on our podcast a little bit ago, and uh, works pretty close with DJW, who is one of the music producers on our show. So without further ado, this is their very first single, Spain, by Trey Louie, and the artist formerly known as Little Ice, J-Roy. Enjoy. I've just been rolling around, roll rise inside of my town. I 
Private been trying to keep me down, but no one can make me frown. Private play, no lay over. No, I'm not gonna stay over. You already know we gonna take over. I'm gonna go to Mars in a Range Rover. I don't get how I stay sober. It's not done until I say it's over. And I'm straight and I gotta keep focused. Cause I know one day I'ma get noticed. And every song that I drop, Billboard's gonna have to save a spot. And even if I got bow mains on my feet, I'ma be the same. Cause I'ma roll down the spine. I'm finna take my man. She just wanna get in my brain. Rolls Royce, you don't get better than skies in Spain. I'ma take a trip down to Spain. I'ma take a trip down to Spain. Just wanna get in my brain. Just wanna get in my brain. I can't stop copping all the ice. Cuban link chain got me looking pretty nice. Ayy, and I got the brand new Benz. Can't get to that girl, she's always hanging with the friends. Riding in the sick whip, but I don't mess with no lift kit. At the concert, you know I'm thrashing in the mosh pit. Young DDLSB got me feeling pretty lit. Ayy, on a flight to the Bahamas tonight. Purple visions everywhere, we alright. Sippin' on the lean jug, didn't know for an answer And me and DDL running this just like Prancer All the stars shine like the diamonds on my wrist Try to shoot your shot, but you already have missed Tryna make the bands, I don't cross it on my list In this track fire, no one even can resist, yeah I'ma roll down to Spain I'm finna take my man, fool She just wanna get in my brain Rolls Royce, you don't get better than skies in Spain I'ma take a trip down to Spain I'ma take a trip down to Spain She just wanna get in my brain she just wanna get in my brain I'ma roll down to Spain I'm finna take my man She just wanna get in my brain Rolls Royce, you don't get better than skies in Spain I'ma take a trip down to Spain I'ma take a trip down to Spain She just wanna get in my brain She just wanna get in my brain Once again, that was Spain by Trey Louis featuring J-Roy. If you guys enjoyed that song, you can currently stream it on Spotify. The link will be in our show notes. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back from that promotional break, guys. Uh, excellent work on... Uh on your on your episode there, Nick. Thanks. A lot of good stuff there. Thanks. If you guys uh, if you guys end up watching Black Mirror, I want you guys to tweet at us uh, the, your favorite episode, or the episode that you got stuck on, or if you just what's, have what's anything. Our to, again on Twitter. We are at entertain underscore this. Oh, thank you. Or you find us on Instagram. Our username is entertain this podcast. Don't tweet on Instagram. I wouldn't recommend it. It's impossible. It's impossible <laughs> to tweet on Instagram, but you can leave a comment on the picture that accompanied the upload of this episode of the podcast. Yeah. Which uh, that'd be pretty cool too. Tell just talk to us. Tell us about it. We also have a Discord that you can check out. Um, but that's our little self promotion that we're done. We're done doing now. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to join our Discord, it's in the link tree, which is available on either of those platforms. I it's just uh, link tr dot ee slash entertain this. They can also just go to our Instagram or Twitter and click on the link if you guys want to do that. Just talk to us. We're lonely, especially me. I just like talking to people. Okay. And I'll try. I'll try not to go off about Kanye West. Okay. <laughs> try not to go on an unhinged rant. I, I'll do my best. Um, but all that being said, it's that special time of the episode. Um, that little that little bit at the end where we leave you just a little something to chew on, 
little something to think about till our next episode. Um, we call that a quick this. Quick the, this. Quick this. For those of you new to the podcast, the quick this uh, is the segment of the show where we talk about something that maybe we didn't think we could talk about for a full hour, or maybe it's just something that we want to talk about a little later on, but uh, had some sort of a connection to what we were talking about uh, in the episode. It, it, you know, it's a mixed bag, the quick this. Yeah. But as, as dictated, it is a version of the show that is quick. Five minutes. It's five minutes. It's a five-minute rant on any topic that you want. Um, so all that out of the way. Uh, the person who hosts the quick this is the person who led the discussion the week prior. And in this case... Is that you? In this case, it's me. Oh, wow. I'm talking. And I got something spooky. So... Spooky spook. We gonna start that timer, baby. I turned my phone off because it kept buzzing. I'll get the timer. We got a timer right there. Five. Always <laughs> turning on a timer. I got it. Ready? What, what time is it? Yeah. Go. So this week on the podcast, what I'm bringing to the quick this table is a social, uh, I don't want to say experiment, but a, a social experience, uh, one that is kind of untapped by most of the main uh, popular culture premise. Um it exists deep in the internet, hidden within the uh, the dark underbellies. Uh, a community exists, one that uh, keeps to its own little corner. Uh, there have been very similar ones like it, and I want to talk about those first. So I'm sure that everybody who is listening to this podcast right now has at least heard about or is familiar with Creepypastas. Mm. Uh, Creepypastas, or the Creepypasta website, rather, was an online forum where people could publish their own works of uh, fiction of the scary, horror, spooky variety. And in doing so, people would read them, they would like go on YouTube and make like voiceovers of them. Perhaps more modernly known as r slash no sleep. Mm. That's also a good one. Um, Nothing new with pasta, by the way. No, creepypasta I don't think is running anymore. At least you can't submit to them anymore. But uh, <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of spun off of that is this... Uh, almost open, open role-playing uh, forum known as uh, The Foundation. The Foundation is a fictional, quote-unquote, uh, a fictional society or a fictional branch of the U.S. government that deals with anomalies in our world, uh, known as SCPs. That sounds familiar. Yes, it should. Uh, SCPs, while being kind of in the scary story genre... They're actually more along the lines of, uh, like, case files. So there's a very specific, uh, very specific, like, formula that you have to write under, uh, and a bunch of, like, jargon, and uh, you assign, like, classes to how dangerous this SCP is, and it can be anything from, like, an object to a full-on, like, monster. Like, God is an SCP, and he's, like, free to roam around and, like, do whatever he wants, but... Uh, the idea is SCP kind of is a self-explanatory thing. Uh, it's an anagram, correct? Anagram is the right word? Initialism. Uh, something like that. It's an anagram, and it, uh, it stands for S is secure, C is contain, and P is protect. And that is the goal of the Foundation, is to find these anomalies, secure them, contain them safely so that they don't affect the outside world and protect them. Mm -hmm. um, kind of a men in black type society. But 
this kind of open role play has been going on for years and generated all of these spooky stories or all of these case files for SCPs. And it's an ongoing forum that can still be participated in today. Uh, and if you have the time to entertain it, there are some really great stories within it. Uh, and I want to talk about one that I actually wrote, if you guys don't don't mind. Tooting your own horn. A little bit. Doot, doot. So I wrote an SCP. It was an object, but it was also a person, weirdly enough. Um, you have to assign a class. Uh, I don't remember all of them, but I remember that Keter is the worst. If it's Keter class, that means it is deadly. It can destroy the universe um, <laughs> oh, if it's given Keter class. And mine was this little girl who was bound by a string that was fused into her hands. And when she would uh, twist and contort the string, she could change things Mandela effect style in the universe. Like she was just shifting our universe into another one. But at the same time, she could jump between universes given this string. And it was kind of this idea of string theory tied to this girl. And it talked about how they like captured her outside of a facility and she was calling the name of a doctor inside who had never met her. She's like, we've met. You promised me that you'd help me get home to my mommy and daddy. We've met, like, please believe me. And they're, like, trying to lock her down, trying to keep her there, and they, like, send her into this rushed panic as he's trying to figure out. Because you write it from the point of view of a worker okay. for the SCP or for the foundation. The foundation. So uh, in this, it was written by the doctor, the file was, and it's kind of left open-ended as to what happens at the end. But you can go look it up, and you can go read it, if you can find it. It's... Uh, I don't remember the exact number of the SCP, but it's called String Theory. Uh, so if you can find it, I suggest you go and you read that. And if you have the time and you want a little spooky in your October, go check out the SCP website, which I believe if you just Google SCP, you'll find it. SCPWiki.com. There you go. Um, and you'll find the forum there. You can read all that. That's my five minutes. I'm looking for it. Are you? I'm trying to. It's a difficult website to get to, which is really on brand. Well, I mean, I'm on the uh, scpwiki.com. Sorry, clarifying question. So you said these stories have to be... This is it. Yeah, I'm there. ...written from the perspective of somebody working at the foundation? Yeah, so here's an example for you. This is the featured SCP article um, for at least this moment right now. Uh, here's a little bit of information for it. SCP item number SCP five three eight zero. So that's catalog. That's what it goes by. It never has any other name than like what it's cataloged as the SCP number. Uh, this is a level two, uh, and is considered safe. If it's safe, that means it, it doesn't bother anyone. It's just weird, so we have to keep it away from society. <laughs> the description is written as so: SCP five three eight zero is a homemade snow globe with a paper divider placed. Through its center, on both sides of the divider are the phrases, I heart you, Victor. Um, and it is uh, the recently deceased individual responsible for creating SCP-5380 has been identified as, and then there's a name. Um, when shaken, SCP-5380 will shower the area it is located with snowflakes and paper hearts similar to what appears inside of the snow globe approximately five minutes after the initial activation all objects created by SCP-5380 proceed to dematerialize, at which point SCP-5380 is capable of being reactivated for the same effect. 
So that's just an example of like how it's written, which is just straight to the fact, very orderly, like not adding in any fluff. It's not telling a story. It's like, this is the description. It's scientific. This is what it does yeah. because it's a study yeah. or at least that's the role play aspect of it. Yeah. It's very and, similar uh, to a video game called Control. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think Control actually takes a very much heck so. of a lot. Very of, much so. I think, when did Control come out? 2018. Okay, so. I I remember back in 2015 there was a video game for like SCPs that was being developed. There's a small chance it got developed into Control. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, definitely something to look into. They've given a nod and a wink. Here's a cool little thing. This is an interview that was written and included for this SCP, um, which includes a a log that basically shows uh, a discussion that happened about this SCP. Um, That's spooky. I just looked up a couple on the. Uh... Not the wiki, but the Wikipedia page for SCP, and there's one that stood out to me. It's um, it's a SCP-108, which is a Nazi bunker system that is only accessible through a portal found in a woman's nose. Yeah, <laughs> they get pretty out there. I approve this. You should take a gander through them, read a couple SCPs. Are you telling me to entertain this? Entertain it. Thank you very much. That's our episode this week. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, go back and listen to some of our older episodes. Reach out on those social medias mentioned previously. And uh, we will not be here next week. No? No. Who's the guest? Uh, next week, we are we are handing the reins over, uh, metaphorically, at least if all goes well. If there's nothing that happens next week, something's gone terribly wrong. Uh, but if With all goes well, we are handing the reins of our uh, of our little stream here. Uh, to some good friends of mine who will be leading you on an adventure through opera. And that will be a nice little listen for you guys. So wow. uh, if, we, if, if you don't hear from us next week, we'll be back the week after. Um, until then, thank you for entertaining this. See ya. Bye. This episode of Entertain This was written by Nick Mustakangas, with additional commentary from Alex Steele and Chloe Price. Our theme music is Rushable by Aaron Spencer, with additional music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes, and thanks for listening.